Welcome to a special bonus edition of The Collect Call. This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 moment, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm Brendan O'Sullivan-Hale, and I'm a layperson and a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. Unfortunately, today I am without my fearless co-host, Holly Powell, because this is actually a pretty unplanned episode, and schedules around a holiday weekend being what they are, we were just unable to get it together to be on the air at the same time. The reason we're actually having this episode is that there was a lot of conversation in our Pentecost show about the Pentecost Vigil, which is a kind of mysterious service that uh, not many people know much about, as we are about to hear. Uh, It shows up as a paragraph of rubrics that accompanies the Pentecost Collects, and we asked you, our listeners, to Uh, Let us know if you could find any churches that were doing the Vigil of Pentecost, because we haven't heard of any, and uh, so we thought maybe you guys could help us out. And, you know, we're fond of saying on this show that we have the best listeners ever, and you proved us right. So I want to thank Marlena Maynard, who pointed us to the Church of the Holy Spirit in Cumming, Georgia. And uh, then I guess I'll thank myself because I turned up uh, St. John's Episcopal Church in Farmington, New Mexico. Uh, And I also want to thank uh, Scott Gunn and Joshua Ligon, who uh, retweeted our tweets uh, looking for this service. Uh, We appreciate your assistance. So what follows is a couple of interviews that I'm pleased to have had uh, a couple of priests agree to at the spur of the moment. First, we're going to hear from the Reverend Guy Mackey, rector of St. John's Episcopal Church in Farmington, New Mexico, about how he came to be holding a Pentecost vigil service at his parish this year. And then after that, we're going to hear an interview with the Reverend Keith Oglesby of the Church of the Holy Spirit in Cumming, Georgia, uh, about his church's second annual Pentecost vigil. You know, I think one of the common themes we're going to come up with here is that the Pentecost Vigil is just as rare as we thought. Both of these priests are doing it more or less from scratch. They haven't met anybody who's been to a Pentecost Vigil or put one on. Uh, So we're really looking at some uh, liturgical entrepreneurship here, for lack of a better term. I just want to add, we are dropping on Pentecost Eve. So if you happen to be in the vicinity of coming Georgia, uh, you have just a few minutes to get over to Church of the Holy Spirit, their Pentecost Vigil starts at 7 p.m. tonight. And likewise, if you are in the northwestern corner of New Mexico, you have until 7 o'clock mountain time to get to St. John's Episcopal Church. Hurry! First up is the Reverend Guy Mackey of St. John's in Farmington, New Mexico. Well, thank you for taking the time. Um, I think as I said in my email, we did an episode of the show on Pentecost, and we were talking about the Pentecost Vigil, which neither of us have... Um, ever attended or seen even any churches doing it. So we were doing some homework to find uh, places that actually were doing it. And we only came up um, with two churches in the entire Episcopal Church. Oh, there is another one. Well, that's good. Yeah. uh, Church of the Holy Spirit in Cumming, Georgia is doing one. So I'm talking to the rector there a little bit later on today. Very cool. So so I'm actually just curious to kind of um, talk about um, why you're doing a service that is pretty rare in the Episcopal Church. Yes. Um, I'm a very big fan of the, I guess what I would call the old Hebrew day that starts in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we do it for, you know, uh, Easter, obviously, um, 
most churches have a midnight mass for Christmas. Um, uh, we had Book of Occasional Services has a Halloween liturgy or vigil for all saints. And um, I have a younger brother who's an Orthodox priest, and they have the major holy days, and some of the saints are, I, I think, what they call vigil class saints that have a vigil liturgy. And so I thought, well, why not do a Pentecost one? Let's make a big deal of it like we do for Easter and Christmas. Um, but I did not find anywhere, unless I missed it, um, uh, a liturgy that's been approved for Pentecost vigil, other than the Eucharist. So I took the reading lesson collect, or the reading psalm collect pattern from Great Vigil, mm -hmm. and, and applied it and just chose scriptures that I thought were appropriate and composed some collects for it. Okay. Um, so I'm starting with the with the Lucinarium, the service for light in the evening. Right. Um, that'll be the beginning, and the Fosilaron, and then the readings. Um, and then um, blessing of holy water and the asperges um, of the people, and then going into the Gloria and the, and the regular Eucharist. So... It's not a complicated thing that I've come up with, but that's what we're—that's how we've decided to put it together. Right, right. And so, if you're doing it with the service of light, uh, I take it mm -hmm. the uh, the church will mainly be in darkness and just candlelit for the whole service. Is that right? But, well, until until the service, until everything is lit during the singing of the Fosilaron. Okay. Yeah, the Paschal candle will be lit, but the altar candles won't be lit until Fosilaron is sung. Right. Uh, different, different, of course, a great vigil. You don't light everything until the until the Gloria. Yeah. But this isn't, you know, that that has a special reason that this we don't need to mimic that reason here. Well, right. And so I was kind of curious about this because, um, you know, I did come across uh, the sort of outline of the form in the priest's handbook, and you know, in some respects, the order of the service looks quite a bit like the Easter vigil, uh, but right. it kind of lacks that climactic moment of the Easter acclamation. Uh, and so I'm curious about how this, the mood of this service differs uh, from well, I, the Easter I honestly vigil. don't know because we haven't done it before. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're doing this without even attending one before, is that right? That's correct. That's correct. So, well, some liturgical innovation happening in the church. A little bit. A little bit. I, hopefully not by breaking the rules, but by following the old rules. Right. Uh, on a different day. I noticed, though, in uh, the bio on your website that you have uh, an interest in the Eastern Church, and I'm curious if you're uh, bringing in any uh, elements of of the Eastern rites. Well, our, our little parish, um, the priest who uh, was in charge uh, interim before I became rector, um, he is a well-trained iconographer, and he has trained me. We do have icons um, within the church, um, and I do have a... Uh, I don't know if you're aware of the little group that's formed a couple of years ago called Society for Eastern Rite Anglicanism. Yeah, I checked out the website. I hadn't heard of it before. Yes, and so I'm a member of that, and periodically, not on, obviously not a Sunday, but periodically I do a, uh, an Eastern-type liturgy um, uh, uh, during the week um, where we put the icons, uh, uh, create a, a temporary iconostasis and do an Eastern um, ritual service in the church. Um, I think I've done it four times since I've been here. Uh, and one of them, I actually did it at, at a diocesan convention a couple of years ago. The bishop invited me to do that liturgy 
and it was attended by um, a good number of folks at the, at the morning liturgy at convention one year. How did that go over? I, it was very well received. It was very well received. I think I had, it was a 7 o'clock in the morning liturgy, and I think I had 45 or 50 people at it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. So, uh, what readings are you going to be using? I have chosen um, the cre- the creation and in breathing of Adam, mm-hmm. um, the uh, consecration of Aaron as high priest from Leviticus, okay. uh, the Valley of Dry Bones from Ezekiel, um, Jesus breathing the Holy Spirit um, upon the people or upon the disciples. My eyes missed one. Oh, and Solomon's prayer of dedication the temple, when the Spirit of God filled the temple and drove the priests out. I, I think that's very ironic. Yeah. So it sounds like you're creating a sequence of readings, too, that people will have a very different experience uh, between attending the Vigil of Pentecost uh, versus uh, Pentecost morning. Yes, that's the intention. Yeah. Is that the, the, the sort of the time spent listening to this history uh, is part of the, the concept of a vigil, I think, is the spending the time um, in you know, almost a methodical, slow way. Uh, I, and I would like to um, expand it at some point with the input of other with others uh, from other parishes and such um, uh, so that there are you know, nine or twelve readings and psalms that then can be chosen from like we do at, at the Great Vigil of Easter. Right, right. Um, to... to you know, and, and maybe this this will be something that will uh, other people would like to do, and they can use this form, and we can uh, together add to it and, and refine it over the years. Um, uh, or maybe not. Maybe it, it happens once, and it just doesn't happen again. Right. Has right. the parish in Georgia done it before? Uh, yeah, they said um, that this was their second year. Second year. Okay, so it's not a long-standing tradition anywhere. Yeah. No. The the only place that I had come across that has done one, and, and you know, yeah, there may be ones that aren't you know Googleable, uh, but yes. the Diocese of Massachusetts apparently did a diocesan-wide one in 2013, uh, but that's not a regular thing. Uh, it was they just a one-time event. For that year. Uh, well, no, it was just one service um, for okay, the whole diocese, okay. not not at multiple churches. So you, you mentioned um, that you had composed some collects, yes. and actually the conceit of this podcast is that we just talk about the collect of the week. Um, and yes. so I'm curious, uh, you know, could, would you share one of the collects with me? Uh, I would. I'd be happy to. Um, uh, after the consecration of Aaron reading, um, uh, and I, I will be using Psalm 133 after that reading, this is the prayer. Uh, O Lord God, Master of our days and seasons, our comings and goings, appoint unto us times of feasting and celebration, fasting and mourning, that in unity, gathered in your holy church, we might faithfully and worthily show forth your glory and your gospel in all the world through Christ our Lord. That's that's great. So uh, a lot of... uh... Uh, reference to the psalm there, if I remember correctly. I don't have my uh, my psalms right in front of me here. <laughs> there, uh, uh, I, I believe that the um, uh, the consecration of Aaron as high priest in the psalm about the oil being poured down upon his beard and down the hem of his robe has um, some wonderful common life of our common religion 
um, unity of the people in prayer um, connotations to it. Um, well, you preached about that just the other week, didn't you? I did. I did um, second week of Easter, I believe yeah. it was. Yes, that was my homily that week. Right. So, well, is there anything else you'd like me to know about uh, what you're doing for Pentecost Vigil or about St. John's in general? Um, uh, we're, we're a wonderful little parish up here in the northwest corner of uh, New Mexico, um, in the Four Corners region. Um, we are uh, the only diocesan uh, parish here, but we have three congregations which are part of the Episcopal Church in Navajo land hmm. that are very nearby us. Uh, and uh, so we're, we're in a wonderful multicultural setting. Um, uh, nice little town, not too big, not too small. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's uh, I enjoy my my congregation and, and um, good place to live and good place to work. Yeah, it really is. Well, Father Mackey, thank you so much for uh, spending this uh, this time with me uh, today, and uh, right. I hope the service goes well. And I, I hope you don't mind if maybe I check in with you later in the week to ask how it went. Absolutely, that'd be fine. And if you could use my mail and send me a link to the podcast. Um, so that my people can, uh, you know, just so that your your podcast of where liturgy and life intersect is that what it was called? Uh, yeah, but it's the uh, our, our tagline is it's the intersection of liturgy and life. The co- the okay, podcast so is. I knew that was close. Yeah. Um, if you could be, because uh, um, our liturgical life is is pretty important uh, in this congregation. So I think some of my folks would like to listen in on your podcast. So if you could send me the link to that, I'll I'll forward it to my folks too. Absolutely. Um, if I am, uh, if I actually satisfy my ambitions, um, I'll be having the uh, podcast drop this evening before your service even starts. Okay. Well, that'd be great. But I mean, so. I mean, your podcast in general. If, oh if yeah. About liturgy and life. My people would be. I think many of them would be interested in listening to it. Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll send All you right. a link. Very good. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate your time. You, uh, thank you very much. Have okay. A good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Again, thanks to Guy Mackey for sharing his uh, experience of the Pentecost Vigil with us, and uh, we'll follow up with him in a future episode uh, so you can hear how the service went. Next up is Keith Oglesby of the Episcopal Church of the Holy Spirit in Cumming, Georgia. Um, You're going to hear some noise on this recording. Uh, Of all things, I actually recorded this interview while I was on the banks of the Erie Canal during a rowing tournament. And uh, as some of the uh, rowing teams are going by, um, well, they get a bit loud. Uh, So sorry about that, but I think you'll still be able to make out most, if not all, of the interview. So the reason I wanted to talk to you was that, um, you know, the podcast that I'm working on, we do a, we're basically focusing on the Collect of the Week, and uh, this past week we were working on the Collect for Pentecost and noticed the paragraph in the rubrics about the Pentecost Vigil, and um, we have not really heard of anybody doing this service, although it's available, and so we put out a call to our listeners to see if they could help us find uh, some, and uh, we actually located two so it appears to be you and a church in Farmington, New Mexico. Oh, wow. Okay, good to know. And uh, so I uh, just wanted to talk to you about it since it's a service that's really not frequently done as far as we know. Sure, I'd be glad to talk about it. So can you just tell me a bit about uh, why it is that you're, that you're doing this service? Okay. Well, one, I guess, perhaps obvious reason is we're Episcopal Church of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, and so, 
going to cost is our uh, our feast day. Uh, it is, of course, for the whole church, but it's a day special to us and the naming of our church. Um, but as far as discovering the visual of Pentecost, my experience is probably not that different from yours. I was uh, reading comics, and I think it was maybe three or four years ago, uh, and I noticed that, and I went, boy, that's a, a fascinating idea. I didn't remember learning about it, or if I did learn about it, I didn't remember it in seminary. I said, well, this would be something I'd like to explore. So I talked to our organist choir master, um, I talked to some other priests, and this is probably 2012, to the best of my recollection, and like you, I uh, found out that no one had done it before, and so I, I kind of put it on the back uh, back burner, so to speak, but had it as something I'd like to do. Um, I thought about doing it as a maybe a diocesan thing initially, or maybe in partnership with another parish called Holy Comforter that works with people with special needs. I thought it might be a neat collaborative uh, service to do together and kind of reinvigorate this service. Um, but it kind of stayed on the back burner until last year. And so last year, our organist choir master, Jeff Daniel, and I just so let's try it and see how it goes. And we went back and forth on the bulletin design and how we would do it as far as anthems and hymns and so forth. And so we really have only done this will be our second year. So tell me what the service is like. Right, and it might be helpful too. I've asked Jeff for a copy of our bulletin. I didn't have it in my email, but I'll send it to you. But it's not unlike uh, the vigil uh, of Easter, like it says in the rubrics. Right. It begins with a service of light, uh, you know, the order of worship for the evening, so it's a very simple opening. Uh, the way we've chosen to do it is more of a contemplative feel, not a purely contemplative service, but we come in with a silent procession with a choir. Uh, with only the, the sanctuary light and the uh, Paschal candle lit. We do the very simple order of worship for the evening, and then we uh, do the Gloria and uh, Ignosis to begin, light the candles on the altar. So some of the same things we do, uh, a little bit different the way we do it, I guess, from a great ritual of Easter. And then we go through the lessons, and so the lessons follow the pattern as uh, I can discern it from the rubrics, so we... Uh, to do that similar pattern of lesson, uh, response, and uh, hymn or canticle, and then prayer, and then kind of move through the service in that regard. So, one of the things that I was thinking about, kind of reading about this service being similar in structure to the Easter vigil, is that, you know, with the vigil, you have this climactic moment of the Easter acclamation. Right. And you don't quite have that in the, in the Pentecost service. So, you know, yeah. how do you how do you kind of I don't know um, create that different kind of emphasis? That, that's a good question, and that's still probably evolving for us. So uh, I'm open to ideas. If you or the people you're in a network with have some good suggestions, um, unlike the Great Vigil, there's not kind of that liminal time. It's really more of a continuous time. Where we try to do it as a uh, again, a contemplative service throughout. And then what we've added that's not really in the rubrics is also an overnight vigil. So we end the service with Come Holy Spirit. And the way we did it last year, see, it's not an ancient tradition in our parish, but we uh, came uh, into the service with Come Holy Spirit and asked people 
to leave quietly. Those who didn't want to stay, you know, could leave and have a conversation out by the, the maid. And uh, then we had people sign up, um, kind of like you know, the ultra repose type of vigil in half hour, hour increments. And usually at least two or three or four people stay through the night to pray until the morning and the beginning of the, the Feast of Pentecost. So that that's at least, you know, has obviously a different feel. We haven't done a baptism yet. We don't have one planned for uh, this year either. So it's still evolving and just how we do it. So, so do you do the uh, renewal of baptismal vows as part of the evening service or is that after the vigil in the morning? We, we do both. Okay. I imagine the experience of, of praying through the night is a bit different than it is with the altar of repose because there's uh, more of a sense of joy with, the, uh, with Pentecost, isn't there? Yeah, uh, it's still kind of a, a, a stillness, though. Uh, yeah, it is a different feel. I, I mean, it's similar more in the structure, more so than the spirit, I guess. But uh, it's very quiet, of course. It's two, three, four in the morning. It's a few people, very minimally lit. Not a lot of structure. This year we're going to experiment with another uh, variation on noonday prayer that we, of course, modified for praying through the night. But we do a contemplative service of uh, noonday prayer around uh, Wednesday in our parish. So we're modifying that to give us some structure for those of us who want structure. But um, so it's it's a, it's a very quiet service. Yeah. Uh, you know that time of prayer. So, and this being your second year doing it. Uh, what what kind of changes did you make uh, between last year and this year? Uh, no major changes. So it's going to be, you know, the lessons, you have different options. So we varied some of the lessons that we chose. Um, some of the music has changed. Uh, so, you know, standard changes. Um, so no radically different uh, things structurally. So that, that would be similar. We'll have a different preacher. Uh, it was made last year, we'll have a different preacher this year, so you know, routine changes. Um, trying to think. I think we're still in the experimental stage, so we haven't made any radical changes. We're still just trying this on in our practice and see how, how we live into it. So it's so long. So I'm curious, I talked to the, um, to the priest uh, that I mentioned at the church in New Mexico uh, a couple hours ago. And he was telling me with the okay. readings that they um, that they use a completely different set from what uh, the rubrics suggest, um, and partly that's because he wants to create uh, an experience that's distinct in the Pentecost vigil from uh, Pentecost morning. So he doesn't use the reading from Acts, for example. Uh, that's reserved for the morning. Um, I'm curious about how you right. approach it. Yeah, so similar to that, and. Um we use the Genesis reading, um, you know, from chapter 11. Uh, so we do that for the Old Testament. We, we've done the Joel reading. Uh, we have not done the Ezekiel, Ezekiel reading. So that, yeah, we, we do keep the Acts reading for the day of Pentecost. So that's yeah. what we've chosen to do as well. And I'd like to, uh, if you can share with me, let me know who the priest is out there. I'd love to maybe talk with him as he's been doing it. Um, very long, or no, this how is long his, is this year? This is his first year doing it, and uh, it, it's funny. I, oh, you know, okay. So both people I've talked to, um, you and him, have never done it before. Well, you've done it before. You're, you've got twice as much experience as he does. So, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but his name is uh, Guy Mackey at St. John's Guy in Mackey. Farmington, New Mexico. Great. That will be helpful. I'll try and give him a call. 
Yeah. So, uh, you're Diocese of Atlanta, right? I am, yeah. Uh, do you know Grace Burton Edwards? I do. She uh, used to be in, at Trinity Indianapolis, which is uh, not my church, but we're, um, we, we got to know each other around the diocese, and uh, I understand things are going well for her down there. Yeah, I, I know her mainly, of course, from clerking gatherings, but I think very highly of He's been a very uh, positive uh, presence in the diocese so far, so we're really glad that we uh, were able to get her from Indiana. So she's been great. Yeah, well, I was sorry to see her leave, but I uh, still see the posts on Facebook, and it sounds like she's where she belongs. So, Yeah, she helped us to kind of do an online community for clergy. She really got that started uh, through Facebook, a closed community of clergy uh, in the diocese where we can share ideas and questions and comments, and it's been uh, a real good, I think, creative and, and helpful use of social media. So yeah. it's a uh, credit to her. Well, Keith, is there anything else you'd like me to know about this service or about uh, your church? You know, priests, we always like to talk about our church, but it, it, it is healthy and growing uh, in the Diocese of Atlanta, and in, in our county, it's Forsyth County, north of the city of Atlanta. And uh, there are a lot of reasons why we are growing, but I think one of the central parts is our prayer, and uh, that we make prayer a priority and how we make decisions and plan. And uh, like I mentioned, the Wednesday midday prayer we do is uh, bracketed with two 20-minute times of uh, quiet prayer. We also have a litany, litany of healing, and as well as a staying you know, what we do normally in terms of liturgy. And this uh, vigil of Pentecost, in my mind at least, is an extension of that time of prayer. And um, so I love the parish and what we're trying to do to take our prayer, our faith, and then also extend it out to other parts of the the county where we're located so it's a it's a neat place uh, it's always fun and you know if you're being interested well probably i'll send if you would like a uh, copy of bulletin and you know some things like that if that's helpful for anyone who might be interested absolutely and if you don't mind i may follow up with you uh, later on in the week just ask how it went that'd be fine next week i am on vacation my okay. wife Lynn and i are going uh going down to the beach for a week, so it might need to be the week after, if that's okay. Or you can call us, uh, though, and I can give you a quick update. Yeah, no, no, th there's no uh, real-time pressure on this, and uh, I'm sure the vacation is well-deserved. So. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, thank you right, so well, thank much you for, for taking the time. I really appreciate All it. Right. Well, that'll about wrap it up for us this episode. If you liked this show and you'd like to hear more like it, check out the other podcasts in the Via Media Collective, a network of podcasts with an Anglican sensibility. Find out more at viamediacollective.org or on Twitter at VM Collective. And thanks again to Guy Mackey and Keith Oglesby for being such good sports, to Marlena Maynard for uncovering the service at Church of the Holy Spirit, uh, to all of our listeners who helped in the online sleuthing, and to all of our listeners who are just listening anyway. You guys are the best. Our music is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence by Aaron DeVries, distributed under a Creative Commons license. Find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com. And find out more about our parent organization, the Acts 8 Moment, on the web at acts8moment.org, on Facebook at facebook.com slash acts8moment, or on Twitter at acts8moment. And you can find us on Twitter, too, at The Collect Call. We'd love to hear from you. Pentecost blessings to you all, and we'll see you next time. Let all mortal flesh keep silence. 
and with fear and trembling stand. Ponder nothing earthly minded, for with blessing in his hand, Christ our God to earth descended, our full homage to 